Hi, this is Pastor Doug, and welcome to another edition of Pop, A Piece of Peace, where we reduce our Sunday sermons to a bite-sized nugget. I encourage you to go and read Exodus 1, chapter 15 through chapter 2, verse 10. That's the story I preached on Sunday. And we meet five women who outsmart the Pharaoh. Five surprising women that subversively trick or outsmart Pharaoh and in so doing save a life. We see in the beginning of Exodus that a new king arose, one who was way less tolerant than the former, a new Pharaoh is in charge. And this one doesn't like the fact that the Hebrew people are so numerous. It's almost like you can sense he goes into the city and he hears the language of Hebrew spoken more than his own native Egyptian. And so he comes up with a vicious, horrible plan that want, that he wants every male born to Hebrews put to death. And so every newborn child that is male should be thrown into the Nile. So enter into this story five women. The first are midwives. Midwives named Shifra and Pua. Now Shifra means beauty in Hebrew and Pua, it means gurgling. Imagine being gurgling, having to work with beauty. But regardless, the two of them come up with a plan to use Pharaoh's own racism against him because he questions them and says, why are you not doing what I instructed you? Why are you not throwing these baby boys into the Nile? And they said, Pharaoh, these women, they, they use a term, it's basically the same as they're wild animals. They're not like your beautiful Egyptian women. These women, vigorous and they have these babies before we can even arrive. So they kind of get themselves out of having to follow Pharaoh's wicked plan and now enter Moses' own mother. Moses' mother. Imagine the emotion of placing. She'd been taking care of her baby for three months, but now it was impossible to hide him any longer. And so she places him in a basket and she places the basket in the reeds. I love that image in the reeds. It's in the reeds where mystery lies. It's in the reeds where God often does God's best work, but there are lots of question marks in the reeds. The reeds are where struggle takes place and there may be danger, but there may be promise. So now enter the big sister. And I know some of you are big sisters. You know what big sisters are like. They watch, they care, they take care of people. And they. And my own wife is a big sister. And I see when her family gathers that they all turn to her to answer the questions. Where are we going to go to eat? And they all look at her. What are we going to do today? And they all look at her. So the big sister is watching. Now enter the princess, Pharaoh's own daughter. She comes down, gets away from the crowds, gets away from the spotlight and her pedestal, and she comes down into the Nile to bathe. And she notices the child. And she says, this must be one of the Hebrew children. So right now she has a choice. Does she follow with her dad's plan and tip the basket over as she should? Or does she at the very least set it down the river for someone else to deal with? Or does she say no? Now the big sister sees her time to come onto the scene. 
And she comes out of the reeds and she comes up to the princess and says, would you like me to fetch one of the nursing mothers to come and nurse this baby for you? The princess makes the choice and says, yes. So together, the two of them have put together a plan and Moses is nursed by his own mother for three years and then is given over to the Pharaoh's daughter and she adopts him. Now we can only imagine what the scene in the Pharaoh's palace looked like at that point. Like, what do you do when you see a Hebrew child running down your grand hallways or sitting at the royal table? <laughs> Bible doesn't tell us what Pharaoh's reaction was, but somehow his daughter made it. So Reverend Dr. Anna Carter Florence talks a lot about this and she says that we know what it's like to be deep in the reeds. Our world, we see it filled with being in the reeds. We see racism and gun violence and division and all the polar uh, political scenes that we see where each of us take drastic opposite sides. She points out three things that we can observe from this story. Number one, we don't have to read the world the same way our parents did. The older sister and Pharaoh's daughter, they respect their parents but they see new opportunities. They see hope for maybe a different world. And in so doing, they save a child's life. They save Moses. And in so doing, they allowed the Exodus to take place. Number two, tell the truth about what we see. The princess says this must be one of the Hebrew children. And in so doing, in so saying the truth about what she observes, it gives the opportunity for Moses' sister to come out of the reeds. So when you say the truth about what you see, maybe someone will come out of hiding and walk beside you. And then finally, this is how liberation starts. I mean, picture five women that didn't realize that each of them had a part in this story. It's five women that by getting creative, by thinking, by seeing things maybe a little differently than their parents did, it allowed Moses to grow up. And without any one of these five women, the Exodus might not have taken place. 